Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in conspiracy. Oh, good. <laughs> You're I feel welcome. like we've used it, but don't tell them. They oh, I they, mean, they no. They don't know. Never mind. The Who sh- was that? <laughs> Who Get that? out of here, you. <laughs> My Sound just like me. <laughs> My name is Summer Yeager, <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. Enjoy. There's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially the last two weeks, I would say, which okay. is that Taco Bell actually has healthy options. Oh, I did know this from did my you vegan know this? days. Really? Mm-hmm. What, what, what's healthy at Taco Bell for a vegan? It's just really a bean burrito with no cheese. <laughs> but there's other things you can do. You just have to make yes. a lot of modifications. Yes. So low key over the last like couple years, Taco Bell became... Like one oh, of it's the like healthiest... actually on menu now. Yes, it became one of the healthiest fast food options because then they like wanted to. So they have a wide range. Now when you say healthy, what do you mean? Like, so... do I get my daily dose of magnesium or is it like balanced? It's like low carb. You can, or... you can get whatever you want. So like if you order, this is my go-to. It's the grilled steak soft taco fresco style. It's only 150 calories. It's only four grams of fat. Has two grams of fiber, fiber, <laughs> fiber, okay. and ten grams of protein. Oh, so like, so it's like a nice little balanced, yeah. low, low carb. Well, they like came up with that fresco style, which like takes all the fat out and just like adds fiber, and so like you can get stuff. Anything like fresco style is going to be like. I'm not even going to tell you guys. Just look it up. Go to Taco Bell right Go now. Go to Taco Bell and see. <laughs> There's actually healthy options, you guys. And they, I guess they did it. I was reading about it because I really did. Like, I'm so pregnant that I right. I Googled, like, healthy Taco Bell options. Right. Because I couldn't bear to cook food. Uh-huh. And all these articles popped up of, like, nutritionists being like, yeah, you know, I tell my people, if you really have to eat fast food, like, go get. Like, if you're out and you need something. Yeah. yeah. This is what you can go get at Taco Bell that's actually good for you. We've been doing keto, so, so lots of protein style it in and so out. many a so many protein styles that's like really they have bowls now at taco bell oh like that are yeah they're really good and this is something you're i mean shoot when you're pregnant and you oh my goodness. find something you actually want to eat you got to run with it yeah you really do so that's just i was like they're not even paying us you no, guys they're not this it's is just, just free for all you pregnant ladies out there <laughs> like taco bell is the jam and you can you don't have to feel super bad about it so cheap. or cook a taco or just ugh. they do it for you <laughs> they do it for you <laughs> anyway that's my great thought it's really one of the few thoughts i've had lately <laughs> the last couple <laughs> weeks taco bell taco bell taco bell Tesco style i can eat taco bell <laughs> i don't feel bad <laughs> um well you're right i am your beautiful co-host joy mm-hmm. and i'm here with my beautiful co-host summer and um something i thought about minimally like minimally for one second uh-huh. the other day was what if there was a gumball machine that you put a gumball into 
and it gave you a quarter. <laughs> a reverse gumball machine. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a quarter and a gumball are about same value. They're equally dirty. <laughs> seeming the gumball is probably a little cleaner probably but it doesn't seem but we like don't it. know a lot about how those gumballs get into that machine where they came from who is made the machine them? cleaned we don't know no one how knows. long has it been it's minimally since 1995 and so really the fun thing is about having something of like it twirls down the little thing it's fun to watch and then you have something yeah. of very small value at the end yeah. and so it's like yes what about the people who have a bunch of gumballs but no quarters this is what i appreciate about <laughs> the bouncy ball dispenser at oh, old navy right okay bouncy ball is good because then you can just dip that into some like sanitizer de-germing antibacterial it's not that i'm in old navy a lot but in the rare occasion that i am i also fully endorse old navy yeah i have really cute kids clothes i will go cheap put a clothes. quarter in and get a bouncy ball because those bouncy balls are amazing I, I will tell you, the last time I went to Old Navy, <laughs> I got a bouncy ball for each of the kids. So I got four okay, and distributed them. And then, of course, they all lost them. But then I right. was super excited the other day because I found one of them. And <laughs> this was the kind of day I was having. Um, I sat, you know, like the um, my kitchen uh, island you can put chairs at it yeah because it has like an overhang uh-huh. well on the side that we don't put chairs <laughs> i was like sitting underneath the overhang oh, uh-huh. just like bouncing the ball and then listening to the bible reading for the day and i, was, I mean i was so like it couldn't so you're have saying been... you were hiding under the kitchen counter and okay but i couldn't have been happier like <laughs> i was under ball. there with the bouncy ball and my bible reading like it was just a really peaceful moment and the kids kept coming and checking on me like what are you mom why are you hiding <laughs> i wasn't i was just like i'm just it's relaxing i don't know <laughs> i don't know just let me hang out with your bouncy ball were you really in a cabinet <laughs> <laughs> well i don't fit I'm in the cabinet anymore in <laughs> yeah i don't but it was just really those machines are great if it's not getting there's something about out. a bouncy ball yeah like tactile yeah you know I am definitely, when I first got, um, my dad got me like a baseball glove and a baseball. Mm -hmm. I just like stood outside and like threw the baseball at the wall and caught it. And like, that was just all I. What about, um, those Velcro balls? No, I never had that. You have like, each person gets this little thing you put on your hand. Oh yeah. And then the ball is Velcro and the, yeah. So you can like catch it. Yes. I used to. I mean, mm. hours just yeah. play like th- be like, OK, this time I'm going to throw the ball higher, which, of course, there's no way to measure because you're standing no. right underneath it. But you're like, yeah, I think that time that, that was sure. definitely the highest I've ever thrown it. Never been that high. before. <laughs> oh, man. Things from the 90s. That's mm-hmm. what you reminded me of, which reminds me that this week on my baby app in my 80s, 90s nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Tell us. It's a gummy bear this week, which I think Aww. is what I thought it was last week. But my baby is the size <laughs> of a gummy bear. So cute. Next time it'll be the size of a jack. Oh. <laughs> like that, you know? Uh-huh. What is that? What's that game called? Jacks. Just jacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never mind. That wasn't as interesting as I thought it would be. <laughs> but now you all know. Yeah. You're welcome. Gummy bear now. Jack. Jack next later. week. <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah, well, hey. Mm-hmm. I'm here to listen to your story. Yes. Um, we haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't. Actually. And I always try to... Every time we do this, I... I come at this differently than any of the other things we do on the show. I'm like, okay, clear the week. We are going to find some new, like new thing that nobody's ever heard of before. And everyone's going to be like, I thought I knew this, this world. And no, no, I did not know it. I have to find something. Someone sent me something. So the last story that you told Mm -hmm. was Was, the um, Bobby... Dunbar story. Was it? Yes. Really? It was Bobby Dunbar. That was so long ago. It was it's been a long time since we've done this. Maybe it is in the Sheologian's messages. Um, some DNA study was like done and there was some conclusion. Oh my goodness, I should have really? seen this message. They sent it. Uh, our listener sent it straight to us. Where like I, in t- telling you they sent me where Bobby link. Dunbar was? That indeed the Bobby Dunbar was the missing boy. Like was Bobby Peterson. I think Bobby Peterson was the word. Oh, it was the right person? Yeah. Even though Joy, I'm There so- were testing there was testing that said it wasn't him. I know. Why but it is him? Why didn't I send you this link as soon as our listener sent it? I'm gonna have to find it afterwards. Okay. I'm sorry. Wow. We'll, we we'll have find to amend it. that story. I mean, there's been some movement, that, and I meant to tell you, That's and crazy. this was not the moment to almost tell you. Well, I was almost going to tell you about, because we're kind of doing like mysteries and conspiracies and stuff. Right. I was almost, and I'm like sort of weirdly obsessed with this, but I was going to go into the like private DNA database conspiracy, yes. but I didn't end up picking that one okay well i need you to do that next time okay <laughs> all right because i want to hear about it but also i can't put the work in because <laughs> it stresses me out right yeah um well the thing is is there's this part of me that always wants to like i don't want to learn too much about it because i always want to reserve the right to go in and find out uh-huh. about my family sure. and that's because i don't know half right. of my family like my blood yeah i don't know my biological dad so right I could be related to people who are in somewhat close proximity right. to me. Yeah. Um, that I've never, I've not ever met anyone ever. Right. That has genetics from my dad. Like I've never right. met him. I've never met any of his other kids. I've, right. And so it's interesting to me. And also you can like screen for All diseases and stuff now. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. the more you learn about it, the more you're like, oh, I guess I'll never. Yeah, I want to know. Unless you do your own mapping or something like that. Right. But I'm not a scientist. You guys didn't know that, but now you do. (laughs) I don't work in a lab. (laughs) I'm not a scientist and I can't map my own DNA. (laughs) Well, so this story I did pick uh, does have to do something to do with a scientist who started a business. Um, But first, I am... I'm just going to tell you the story. I'm not going to give you like any. Okay. I have mentioned this. Okay. There's a great podcast on it mm-hmm. by Proof, America's Test Kitchen. Oh, yeah. And um, you love that show. Yeah, that's a great podcast. And they have a great episode on this. And I think I have mentioned this episode in like one of our I recommend okay. things. Okay. But I'm going to tell you the story. 
Oh, good. The conspiracy that's yes. that's happening. Okay. Here. All right. Okay. Let's Sorry, I gotta pull my notes up. Oh, you're fine. I'm not going anywhere. And of course, my phone goes to sleep like every thirty seconds or whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I don't have it set on a longer timer than yeah, that. Yeah, you gotta change that. Although, maybe good for you though. Don't do that. <laughs> right. What if your phone was just always on and you were always looking at it? That'd be depressing. Yeah. I mean, I try to make it that, make sure that doesn't happen. So, right. It's really good. <laughs> oh, you actually try it's really to easy. not stare at your phone all day? Yeah. Got it. Okay. It's hard when you're nursing so and you're like, what can hard. I do right now? Oh, I can just look at my phone. Oh, my goodness. And then all of a sudden they're not really nursing anymore. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm still, still looking at my, my phone, phone and this needs to end. I need to do something. I read so productive. many books on my Kindle yeah. when I was breastfeeding. So many in the middle of the night. Right. Like just book after book. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So. Yes. I'm here. I'm excited. In 1919, mm. David Fairchild. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that is. Mm. I know that name because mm -hmm. he's like a famous biologist. Okay. Well, again, um, I don't work in that field. I know you guys don't know that. In that field? I'm not in that field. <laughs> I just think I'm about to tell you about a plant and you said field. So it's kind of an at, like obscure pun <laughs> that I can never not hear. I only have to hear a pun, even if it's like really obscure. Not even. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So David Fairchild, uh, he was working for the Department of Agriculture and uh, he brought a small red berry over from West Africa called the miracle berry. Mm, okay. Um, so it grows on a bush. Okay. Um, it uh, has a little red berry on it that kind of looks like a cranberry almost. Okay. And it has like a pit in it. Um, so the thing is, is the, the taste of this berry like isn't really anything amazing. Okay. But... It has this special glycoprotein in it called miraculin that binds to your sweet uh, taste receptors mm -hmm. and it turns like acid into sweet taste. Hmm. So you can eat a lemon, you can like coat your tongue with miraculin and eat a lemon and it will taste sweet. And not only that, but they say it like enhances the flavor like because you're not getting the mm. acid people who have done that say like i know what a lemon actually tastes like right right like minus all of the that. sour that gets in the way so it's like not just makes it sweet it mm -hmm. like enhances the flavor that's really cool of things um and so like this little berry can actually it like sends a signal to your brain you eat this berry and it causes a signal to go to your brain to like say this is not what it i don't know it's pretty cool um Science. but so but so uh there's no like there's no aftertaste like this isn't mm -hmm. like a typical sugar alternative it's not okay. sweet and low it's not like right. processed right necessary like they process it in certain ways but it's not um there's no like molecules taken out of it or right. anything like that um and there's no like there's no uh fake like stevia or sweet okay. and low taste it's just sweet like it's sugar is sweet. sweet like right um but so the only problem is that it's kind of it's not like a great commercial plant because it's it, it requires like a 
certain kinds of soil and it only exists okay. in subtropical zones and so like it can't handle freeze right like it can't for i mean you know yeah it's like me <laughs> I just cannot handle that i cannot live Summer, there you're just like a miracle berry i am you turn sour things into sweet <laughs> and i don't like when it's cold <laughs> also i'm very tropical <laughs> <laughs> it's true um and they take a lot they take a while to grow and then also once they're picked the berry itself has a shelf life of like two days. Yikes. So this is not an easy plant to like Just very like cool me. plant. More and more like me. <laughs> very high maintenance. <laughs> Minimal shelf life. <laughs> Once I'm picked. <laughs> um, but so not like not a great like hard right. to market because right. of it's those many, many things. Not very sturdy. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Let me see. What the heck? Okay, here I am in my notes. My phone didn't even turn off. Okay, so <laughs> amazing. Despite all these things, yeah, he brings it back. Doctor Robert Harvey, oh. a scientist, mm. he developed a fascination with the berry, mm. and he started a company called Miraculin. Mm. That um, not Miraculin, Miralin. Sorry. Okay. Everything. All the companies that do stuff with this have some Mira. variation they all start of with Mira. Mira. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, miraculin is the actual like protein, protein. Okay. that binds, but Miralin right. is the company. Mm. So he starts a company called Miralin. They buy some land in Jamaica and start like Harvesting. growing these things and okay. figuring out how they can give it like a shelf life, make it less right. expensive. Like they're trying to take away all potential, all the many potential problems that right. growing this berry presents. Um, but so he ended up creating a stealth, a shelf stable powder so wow. like a powder form of it okay um so he tested was and this was back in the day um in the 19th end of the 1960s so okay. most of the story takes place in 1973 and 1974 okay, okay. um but this is all kind of like pre okay. at that time this is all in the beginning days okay um so he even uh at some point he he did like a uh research study where he had kids on the street in boston um but it was set up like a legit like double blind study mm -hmm. um where he had them try conventional popsicles and popsicles coated with the the, the 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 um miracle berry powder i guess the is powder what they, they were calling it. Okay. it yeah yeah um and so uh, that's the other thing is it's not like a total sugar alternative because you have to coat your tongue with it and then like present the acid. Hmm. So you can't just like make Marilyn powder and like, I'm going to put this in my cupcakes instead of. Right. And like the sweetness per whatever is way stronger than sugar and like all this stuff. So okay. you have to really like um, make the food, like make products like around what would work. Got it. With this. Okay. Um but so but this study that he did presented mm -hmm. four flavors of popsicles and the kids preferred the popsicles coated in the the miracle berry powder hmm. um and he this was all he needed to determine that quote we were better than sugar <laughs> okay <laughs> um good luck but so he he has this business he's looking for investors um he's like 
So the cool thing about the story is that he is like this very shrewd businessman mm-hmm. and also sort of like an eccentric uh, scientist. Sounds, yeah. And um, so he like wrote everything down and kept records of everything. Um, he, there's also, he's since uh, passed away, but there was a documentary that was going to be made mm-hmm. about this story. And so they have like face to a lot of face to face interviews with him mm. that um, are pretty cool. But um, anyway, so the cool everything that i'm about to explain to you like has a lot of documentation behind it there's like sworn affidavits things like that that he just really like kept track of everything involving his business okay so um i have to like give you some Mm -hmm. backstory here on what he's like about to go through okay he went so he decided to get serious about uh Marilyn and he went to like the leading law firm at the time that dealt with uh like FDA approval okay. stuff. Um so there are two ways that you can classify foods largely mm-hmm. according to the FDA. Okay. So you can have your food recognized as grass, which is G R A S which means generally recognized as safe. Okay. So that's, and the only criteria really for that is that there is available research mm-hmm. that is readily, so that's readily available to scientists. Okay. So it's not a huge, like steep qualification. Mm. It just means there has to be really some literature about it saying that it's safe. And like a banana right. is grass. Yeah. Like it's like ev- a banana is br- grass, pretty much you everyone you, you ask, heard it here pretty much everyone you ask <laughs> is going to be like yeah i know banana safe because i've eaten many bananas or you know whatever right. this thing is right um so uh or you can classify your food as a food additive okay so um it's not a food it's an additive right okay and if you class if you like seek approval mm-hmm. if you petition the fda to have your food classified as a food additive, you just have to present like a bunch of research studies okay. showing that it's safe and basically answering all their concerns. Okay. Now grass is a um, like self. You c- so the FDA is very weird, guys. It's super um, weird. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into some of my deep feelings about the FDA or the government <laughs> in this episode. But um, another thing about grass is it's like a self-affirming. It can be a self-affirming status. Sure. So you can you could come up with a product and you can say, um, there are studies about this. I know this is safe. Um, there's nothing crazy happening here. So I'm just going to run my business under the assumption mm-hmm. that this is generally recognized as safe. Right. Now, if you are self-affirming, the FDA can come in and demand you show them everything. And if they disagree with you, they can take everything away from you. Um, so that's a lot that, yeah. Um, or you can go obviously food additive and you can like present your case. Now, another thing that you can do is you can be in very close, um, contact. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking to self-affirm grass, your product is as generally recognized as safe. Um, you can be you can work closely with lawyers and the FDA to where they'll like approve your grass status, Mm -hmm. but it's just not quite the same as like food additive. Like you still, they still don't 
they'll still just disagree with your affirmation of grass. Like, right. So, um, they, uh, what he decided for the sake of his business, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Harvey decided to work closely with the FDA and prove to the FDA up front instead of the FDA ever coming, coming in. Yeah. So yeah. he was like, we're just going to approve, get it approved up front. That way when I go and ask for investors and cause they were planning, he re- legitimately wanted to introduce this like into the marketplace as a sugar alternative. Okay. It wasn't going to be the same as sugar, right? but he had big things and he had a lot of, there's lots of testing. There's lots of information. Like I said, mm-hmm. the ratio is very different. Like right. it doesn't work quite the same as sugar. So right. there's lots of stuff that had to be done, but he wanted to be successful and he really wanted to make it like he was fascinated by this Mm -hmm. and obsessed with making money off of it and a good businessman so um and besides when you're looking for people to invest Uh in your product knowing that the fda is not going to come in on the back end and shut everything down is like oh it's pretty okay you know yeah so it gives some extra reassurance which is kind of what he was going for right um and honestly he doesn't sound like the type of guy that ever like did anything halfway at all <laughs> man so many men are like that they're so like yeah, just right. really intense <laughs> but um so i have here Marilyn was not worried there's plenty of research on the miracle berry um like lots of foreign research it okay. wasn't like obviously super mainstream here sure. but including um dr harvey's own phd thesis okay so but even then, he went out and hired multiple independent labs to run tests. Good for him, man. On, like, the safety of the product and yeah. stuff like that. Because he didn't want to, like, leave anything. Right. He wanted it to be... He was really invested right. in, like, making this a thing. Um, And so he took all of that scientific consensus and he put it into what he referred to as the FDA master file. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So um, they proceed with their grass status um and then they they i mean he was like totally he was confident that he was like even if we do have to file as food additive like we have all this research right like it's fine no matter what they're approving us you know yeah um so he met with so this is in 1943 oh okay in 1940 uh, sorry 1943 1973. Okay, What's I was wrong like 43. 43. He was doing okay. this during the war. Come Sorry, on, man. my brain is like my is brain. nothing. Um, <laughs> your brain is nothing. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll remember all these things. Right. I'll remember. I know this for the rest of my life, but yeah. I won't. I know. I can't remember other things that could have, like, I don't know, gotten me a degree. <laughs> um, is there a degree in random stories? Because you should have one. Right. Um, Okay. So in 1973. Got it. In August. Yes. They meet with the FDA. I was miraculous. 16 years old. (laughs) I think. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) It's right. (laughs) We're not going to give you any of the other. I'm not a mathematician, you guys. We're not giving you the the problem either. I don't know why you think I'm a mathematician. You guys don't need to check our work. It's not my field. Not our math work. Um, okay. Okay. So people are wearing bell bottoms. He's doing stuff. 
That's where we're they're at. probably not because they're meeting it with the FDA. Oh, but just which I feel like is anti jeans. They're anti bell bottoms. Yeah, too? probably. Okay, they're anti everything. They all wear just black. Just black, that's and they it. just they walk around giving themselves vaccines. <laughs> oh wait, that's yes. the CDC. Okay, anyway, <laughs> it's kind of everybody. Just a needle. Just um, <laughs> what are you doing? Just getting my today's MMR. And that is the most you'll ever hear us talk about vaccines <laughs> so thank you don't ask um <laughs> okay so there's one guy in the meeting suggests that they file a petition for food additive okay but then two big wigs including the head of the fda are like no don't <laughs> oh, do that no you're undeniably grass oh okay you yeah it's get fine. it you're fine get it girl go like, for it go for it groovy everything is so great that's how much i know about the 70s and then um in october okay so two months later yeah the fda sends dr harvey a letter saying that they had some safety concerns oh so just so you know everything yeah that they asked for yeah that they're concerned about Dr. Harvey has already discussed with them, which is why they were so confident in recommending he just go for grass. Okay. Status. Okay. So then they come back and they're like, mm. so we have safety concerns. Okay. And Dr. Harvey's like, okay, let me send you, resend you all the information, right. like all the research that I already sent you. You already know it exists. So let me resend it. And then there is, then he, re he responds back and has issues with like toxicology concerns. Mm. He's afraid that the change is actually taking place in the brain instead of on your tongue. And he's like, okay, Dr. Harvey's like, let me send you the 13 studies I did to show you that this is not what's happening. Okay. So he has like, everything's covered. And then the last thing that the FDA responds is saying that about the responsibility of a product that okay. would dull children to toxic tasting products. <laughs> and he was like, he was like toxic tasting <laughs> well because what they were saying is that they would need to be clearly labeled because you wouldn't want a kid popping some miraculin powder uh -huh. and then like trying to drink soap oh. or something like that i mean kids do that without miraculin <laughs> right don't they we know that they drink soap when it tastes like soap when it tastes like tide <laughs> <laughs> like yeah baby <laughs> um uh-oh here we go. George is awake. Okay. Um, and he just responded again with science saying, no, like, here's how this works. Right. And he explained like acidity levels and like, he had all this down. He was like, it doesn't sweeten things without this and this property and blah, blah, blah. Right. He had, all he had an science. answer. He had, he already had given them all these answers, okay. but I don't know if they forgot or what, but, um, so they are a government entity. Right. So the FDA has 90 days to let Maryland know if they're going to contest the status. So keep in mind, that was in August, 90 days from August, okay. 1973. It is now October, 1973. And they are like still in conversation okay. about all this stuff that they already technically knew. Right. Um, six months later... They, Marilyn hears from the FDA saying uh, that they won't interfere with their grass status. Okay. And they're like, okay, cool. Great. Um, the, their lawyer also was like, you're good to go. Like from what I heard in the meeting, like you're good to go. And then Harvey, uh, Dr. Harvey met with an FDA toxicologist who, according to an affidavit said that Harvey answered 
like all question all the questions in detail that the FDA had had and then he like quote said that the concerns mentioned were never serious concerns what okay so like there's no okay nothing problem nothing right yeah keep going so september 1974 so like a little over a year after the first initial meeting with the fda about grass status yeah um dr harvey's wife had a rule that if he was going to work late Mm -hmm. he would invite his co-worker over for dinner okay and they would eat dinner with the co-worker she's so nice and then he could return back to work or do whatever he wanted you know yeah um and so so uh she would get to have him home for dinner and then he could still work and do his like obsessive science scientist thing (laughs) she knows he's a mad scientist yeah so um, she just wants to eat dinner with her husband right yes that's it (laughs) she's like i get it not against it but i just need you to be home and sit down and have some chicken cacciatore. It's worth it with the of family. Your, <laughs> how great your beard is! But if you could just... <laughs> oh wait, that's how I feel about my husband. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so him and his associate leave work. His associate. His associate. Associate. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just guys. gonna say that from now on. Associate. His associate. Um, <laughs> they leave. They eat. They come back. Chicken cacciatore. They come back and they yeah. notice that the um, light in their office hmm. is on. Hmm. They walk in. Hmm. The alarm's going off. Okay. Um, and the FDA master file is sitting open no. on the desk. <gasps> and there is nothing inside of it. Da, da, da. I don't like I have nothing. Bumps. That's so creepy. Um, not too much longer after that, Dr. What? Harvey claims to be driving home from work one evening and he gets run off the road. No. By a car, like following him and like antagonizing him. So. Yes. That's sorry. so creepy. Yeah. That's super um, creepy. Okay. Like I said, that's September 1974. 74. So, like, I exact like one year has passed. They've been back and forth. Eventually, the FDA said, oh, no, no, it's fine. You cleared it all up. Then this weird stuff starts happening. Then September 19th. Okay. So we're not even all the way through September. And there's been a break-in where all yeah. their research has been stolen, stolen. And someone has tried to run Harvey Dr. Off Harvey road. off the road. Yeah. September 19th, 1974. Mm. They receive a letter from Sam Fine, which is one of the guys that said, oh, don't worry about, don't even go for food additive. You guys are Everything's grass all fine. the way. Yeah. He said... Submitted are insufficient to support a determination. This sorry dot dot dot. Submitted are insufficient are insufficient to support a determination that the product is grass. We are denying your petition. We think Miracle Berries, and their no. concentrate is a food additive. And even without any evidence that it could be harmful for consumption, we don't approve it. What? Um, okay. But all that happened. Things are afoot. They presented all that information multiple times right. and like. Dr. Harvey has, he has notes. Right. He, like I said, he details everything. Right. He like keeps track of every conversation. He keeps right. track of something happened. all this stuff. And he keeps all these letters. He keeps all the correspondence. Right. And he's like, I, I have given you this information multiple times. And you're still saying that we haven't proven that it's safe. Right. Um, and so, uh, Marilyn died. Right. Because the FDA they had would... to 
fire all their employees. Right. And everybody lost all their money and their hard work and the time that they had invested in this. Wow. Um, and uh, they couldn't afford to get the millions of dollars in testing required to be classified as a food additive because they had spent so much money going back and forth with the FDA for the past year. Right. Um, and so, and they tried to, uh, they tried to engage with the FDA and they just wouldn't like they're under no, the FDA is under no legal obligation to explain to you why, why you didn't get approved. Yeah. Wow. So they did in three years later. So now it's 1977. They, um, and Maryland's like long gone. Right. Like there's no, there's not even anyone hanging around hoping right. that it resurrects anymore. Um, like they've all found other jobs right. and been working elsewhere. at them for three years. Yeah. <laughs> like um, the FDA finally published their grass denial um, and they cited a couple of reasons, but one was the petitioner didn't provide evidence of sufficient scientific studies. And two, there wasn't an adequate explanation of the physiology, even though this happened multiple times um wait what happened multiple times like the, multiple times proven. he gave them it was proven. all the information they asked for first of all he yeah. he didn't have to present any information to them okay but, but he, he did. wanted to get the approval from the get-go so he presented all this information plus information he didn't even need right then they came back then they were like yeah go for it right and then they came back and they were like hey we need this information he was like oh great i already gave it to you but i'll give it to you again and then he did right. it again right and then they were like they he didn't provide sufficient evidence mm. or scientific support that that um the product is safe Mm. so okay this is lighthearted, mm -hmm. but i just think it's interesting it is what's the conspiracy right what was so dr harvey we're and it's really interesting to listen to like his actual interviews mm -hmm. because this man he's legitimately heartbroken yeah he lost this project that he had like a lot of personal time invested into and obviously like I'm assuming money. This was mm -hmm. how he was planning on feeding his family. Yeah. And multiple people were planning on feeding their families with this product. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, just nothing. Like, they, they right. lost tons of time, um, tons of money. Like, their investment was just gone. And the FDA didn't even care right. enough to, like, say anything about it. Well, I mean, it sounded like they really cared because they tried to maybe kill him. Right. So that's the thing is... um. Dr. Harvey, who was heart like really in his own way heartbroken that this whole thing right. um, went down. At one point, he like asked to like end an interview just because it's all like so unjust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Like the fact that they can just be like, no, mm -hmm. denied, and we're not going to tell you. Like why? we're not going to tell you why we're we're throwing out. Right. And, and because because of like the trajectory that they thought they were on, uh -huh. they had already started like making products they had invested right. more money and they were already like shipping certain products right and so if you don't immediately stop when the fda tells you to stop like you could even you do anything from pay a fine to go to jail right. like um but so he he thought he okay so dr harvey in the 80s received a phone call from a close personal friend of his mm. and on this phone call it sounded like he was like afraid to be talking on the phone oh and he was like he was like somebody just came in 
and like interviewed at our business, our office. Mm-hmm. Um, and on his resume, he claims to have like been a part of the takedown of Marilyn. Mm. Um, like on behalf of the sugar corporation. Mm. So Dr. Harvey and whoever this guy is are obviously very good friends or some could say right. that it, he's fabricated. Right. But according to Dr. Harvey, they're very good friends. <laughs> and for whatever reason, he doesn't want to expose. He can't really right. like this friend's story can't totally be corroborated. So he doesn't right. want to like vilify his friend. So right. he has never shared the identity of the person who told him this story. Right. Um, but the person, but he is convinced of the person's story and knows this person well enough to, to like trust that they're not just lying to him. Right. So he honestly believes that like big sugar yeah. came in and took him off the map. Wow. Some people believe that um, there was a lot of like corruption going on in certain like big types of industry yeah. that we're right in the middle of Watergate when this is right. happening. And lots of like bribery and all this stuff. And people were saying that um, one of the most common sugar alternatives, I'm forgetting what it's called now. Um, anyway, there was a super common, it was like the most popular sugar alternative. Back then. Um, back then at the time. And there had been research done to show that it was like not safe. So it was going out of business. So all these people were trying to create sugar alternatives right. to Fill compete. in this, this yeah. space, yeah. And um, so the other other people just say, like, if it wasn't big sugar, it was somebody trying to take down the competition or right. whatever it was. Right. Um, but, yeah, we don't know. We don't know what happened. And now um, we'll never know what this stuff tastes like. Well, so the thing is, is now because certain um, because there's been more research, mm -hmm. people are operating like miracle berry farming hmm. under the self-affirmed grass status and oh. they're not terribly worried about it because there's been more research and there's like a group of people that are into it mm -hmm. so it's just really like a niche thing you can buy them on amazon Interesting. miracle berries okay uh they come in little tabs and i think they come in the powder too have you done that um, have you i haven't done any? it i've always wanted to i do feel it. like we should buy some and i know try it next yes, time yes <laughs> yes let's do that um but so you can there are places that farm there's a lot of it is like niche right um or there's a guy that grows it another cool thing about it is that uh he grows it and he sells the berries or like some sort of concentrated mm -hmm. version of the berries that's mm -hmm. the the concentrated version is the best way because there's like no by the time you'd shipped it to anybody it would be right. bad like the fresh fruit right but um, so this guy in Miami who has a farm, he like sells it to uh, hospitals. Honey. He sells it to hospitals. Yeah, he sells it to hospitals Why and to cancer hospitals? patients because oh. it like alleviates this like tinny metallic flavor that I guess is really present radiation. with chemotherapy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so it helps people like taste food again. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Um, and. Uh, and then there's people that are there's all people are experimenting with like like geeky chefs yeah are like super into it like it's just a cool amazing ingredient right but it just has never gotten traction and so that's really the conspiracy is like right if there is one is like why can't the miracle berry it's a, such a cool thing and it's amazing right. why can't it thrive it is it can't. because like 
it just doesn't work for being a product because it's so high maintenance and it's only lasts for two days as a berry. Right. And you have to process it. Like, so it's right. more expensive and it's not as readily available. So it's more expensive. Right. Or is it that the sugar lobby wanted to take it down? Or is that right. is it that another sugar alternative was like, we can't have this getting out, you know, I don't want to compete with this. Right. But so that's the, but I mean, Dr. Harvey, he's convinced, he was convinced till the day he died. That that's what it yeah, was. Because of the break-in. Right. The break-in and being run off the road. Right. Like. Somebody didn't want him doing this. Right. He walked into his office. Yeah. And the FDA master file, all his research. Gone. Was just gone. Like somebody was trying to erase it. And then the FDA did erase it. Right. It would be hard to believe that that was just all a coincidence. Yeah. It, yeah. It's really hard to believe yeah. that kind of coincidence. But yeah, we'll have to. Uh, that's crazy. We'll have to do do miracle berry <laughs> hey you guys join us next time well because we're gonna do some miracle berries <laughs> i don't know how to i don't know how to say it we'll try, we'll try it. it yes yeah i'll we'll have to try it we'll bring some i want to know aesthetic. what a lemon tastes like well it even there's certain we'll have to like do some research on what foods are the best right with that yeah um i'm really curious just because i've heard that goat cheese even becomes like very sweet what instead of which i mean i think goat cheese tastes delicious no matter what but jojo's talking to me that's really cute you're talking into the microphone hi jojo oh you're so cute oh yeah, yeah that's crazy that's really the conspiracy yeah of uh big sugar and big sugar and miracle berry is it miraculous thing? is it and, not a thing right. i don't know okay well we're gonna save my conspiracy for next week yeah so we also have some really cool interviews coming up and you can leave us some voicemails at 470-465-0475. I don't know. Just give us your thinky thoughts, your show ideas. Say hi, Jojo. Say hi. Okay. Nope. <laughs> She's like, now? Now that you want me to talk, I will say nothing. <laughs> no, she just wants to hit the microphone. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, and oh, bite and it. bite it. Yep. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, that is it for this week, and we will see you next week. See ya. Sugar.